Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to take a look at uh, what Creator reveals about the reality of galactic politics. We're going to get a bit of a galactic history lesson, I think, with this one, Carl. This is going to be interesting. Uh, maybe too interesting. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's offered up with some reluctance and some uh, sadness, and it just happens to be that Galactic politics are the world's biggest problem and the biggest challenge ever faced by humanity and ever will be faced, we are told. And that's assuming even if things get better and we prevail in the contest between good and evil, but that's what it boils down to. And we've been told it's time to wake people up and give them this basic information because there are many competing voices that are wanting to lull people into a false sense of security and promote disinformation of various kinds. So so we are in earnest and we're doing the best we can to be real and be genuine, that this is truly of a divine origin. I work really hard at this to ensure the safety and accuracy of my channeling and most channelers are not. They're they're just assuming if they reach up to the heavens, something divine will connect to them. And it's not necessarily the case. In fact, it's more likely they'll get an imposter. So here we go. Here we go. U.S. Creator. In a recent light being channeling of Chinese Empress Wu Zetian, we learned that the extraterrestrial alliance has control of the entire Milky Way galaxy. We know the Alliance, at least around the Earth, consists of the Anunnaki, Reptilians, Arcturians, and the Arcturian-created Greys. Does this same tiny collection of civilizations, in fact, control the entire galaxy? Does the Alliance have local alliances throughout the galaxy? Is Nibiru the capital or ultimate seat of power in the galaxy? Right, and this is what I channeled from Creator in answer to this compound question. These are Creator's words. Things are more complex than this overall schema you lay out here of the extraterrestrial alliance controlling your world, being the soul forces in operation galaxy-wide. In some respects, this is like the past era on Earth of lawlessness, where local groups of people representing separate cultures could have some measure of autonomy and, in fact, be warring with one another, while at the same time, the Earth as a whole was being governed and ruled with an iron hand by the extraterrestrial alliance. It was simply that they were viewed as being insignificant and more trouble than worth to disrupt. The same is true of your galaxy. There are many worlds with many life forms, Only those that contain a potential wherewithal to be a threat to the extraterrestrial alliance are given closer inspection and then manipulation to, in effect, rein them in or box them in directly or indirectly, as the case may be. 
There are many forces that are the wellspring of individual liberty that can rise up and cause problems for any would-be tyrant. This has happened again and again on the earth in response to dictators who come and go and dynasties that rise and fall, eventually getting overthrown by the quest for freedom within the human heart. This will also be a motivation to other beings in other worlds who might be suppressed actively. We can tell you that the galaxy is highly corrupted with evil nonetheless, because the dark spirits prey on everyone and everything because of their need for sustenance, being obligatory parasites that must obtain energy from other beings to survive. In the process, they have preyed on the powerful and the subordinate alike. So the powers that be have become corrupted, growing ever more harsh and evil in their designs and their handling of lesser worlds to dominate and subjugate them and wreck the lives of those they deem inferior to themselves. In this harsh and highly prejudiced view of their superiority, they are the ultimate racists who see the galaxy through a racial lens an outright disdain for those lesser cultures like humanity that are far, far behind them technologically. They worship technology because it is all they have to give them power and authority. Being that your galaxy is in a physical domain, it is subject to the trials and tribulations of physical existence with physical vulnerability and demands for physical sources of energy. This is completely unlike light being existence and stays more primitive as a consequence. It is all one can do as a physical being to keep going and persevere and survive under such difficult circumstances. When corrupted by evil, it is doubly hard to get by, let alone prosper. The Dark Extraterrestrial Alliance and its members had the practical advantage of being in the vanguard, as they were among the first civilizations to be launched. And while they were corrupted early on and greatly darkened, the other worlds remaining innocent were easy prey for them, as is true for humanity as well. In addition, all worlds are corrupted, so those still relatively primitive technologically had a further disadvantage in being weakened from within from dark spirit possession to make them more negative and corrupt in their thinking. As with the advanced extraterrestrials in the Alliance, being manipulated to turn away from the light and the truth of the divine has taken a tremendous toll on all societies who are then left with nothing but a meager and harsh existence as the slaves and minions of a more powerful technological civilization intruding on their worlds and being overlords and forced to obey their whims. The Anunnaki are the supreme power within the Milky Way galaxy, and as such, they assume ownership of anything and everything, whether they interact with it directly or not. They are out and about throughout the galaxy and have charted its contents and made an inventory of the many worlds and their life forms, as well as natural products and resources that could have value. These the Anunnaki plunder regularly to maintain a superior status and to weaponize through genetic modification many life forms from diverse locations throughout the galaxy. 
many of the species on the earth were not native, but imported by the Anunnaki and other members of the Dark Alliance to be a scourge, harming humanity. The centralization of authority is with the hierarchy of the Anunnaki race. Their home base is indeed the planet Nibiru, but the Anunnaki have outposts in many worlds and by virtue of their superior capabilities can often control and rule sentient beings present and turn them into minions doing their bidding. There's a lot revealed here, Carl. Um, I think this is the first time we've heard succinctly that the Anunnaki had full reign of the galaxy. Um, Maybe not. You might have heard that, you know, before. But it's the first time I've, you know, heard it this plainly put. And that um, it makes it interesting because we're in their backyard. You know, we have, according to Creator and even evidence that we have um, on the Earth, Nibiru itself comes through this galaxy every 3,600 years or so. You know, we're, we're literally in their backyard, and yet they have control over the entire Milky Way galaxy. That's, that's a lot to take in, Carl. <laughs> well, and it's disquieting to hear dark things about our near neighbors, especially when they're much more powerful than we are and can run rings around us with their technology. So this, this is no small issue, but it speaks to the importance of appreciating the existence of the divine and our origin and heritage, because that is our only chance of you coming through this, because it's the only force for good we can turn to for help. Yes. We're no match for these interlopers, and the yeah. corruption of us, even from the dark spirits, is a formidable challenge. People don't realize this is going on. So this, this is a double threat and a very serious and insidious one because it's done from behind the scenes. So we'll hear more about that as we go. Yes, we will. You asked, Creator, for how long has the ET Alliance had full control of the galaxy? Did this come about as a result of violent warfare? political subversion and infiltration, or both? Was there ever a balance of power in the galaxy similar to World War II with the Allied and Axis powers? All right, and Creator tells us, the Anunnaki predate the creation of the Reptilians and the Arturians by billions of years. The latter were brought into existence to provide a countering force more recently from the creation of their existence coming from the divine realm with fresh perspectives and uncontaminated by evil. There have been a number of wars take place as those newer civilizations made advances and grew technologically to levels of competence where they could be a credible threat to Anunnaki domination. This aroused the Anunnaki from a long period of torpor when they had become indolent and lethargic from a combination of having total control of things, from their perspective at least, and practically speaking, having no opposition or threat to their dominance and many slaves to do all the work needed to support their culture and by virtue of being long-lived, had lives of leisure and not having any connection to the divine after millennia of inner corruption by the dark spirits, were unable to pursue anything lofty or uplifting that could help them advance from the relatively primitive state of being an all-powerful autocrat, living for the thrill of power alone. 
This left them with an empty existence, quite unfulfilling to their souls, but unaware of the defect in its causes. When met with advanced civilizations better in alignment, it was a wake-up call and led to not only friction, but outright conflict. These newcoming opposing forces were given divine support. And this is what enabled them to survive against a potentially more powerful adversary in the Anunnaki race. And this subsequently led to a kind of standoff where they tolerated one another, seeing that a tactical retreat better served them than the risk of total annihilation. At the same time, the same fate befell these younger civilizations in having corruption by dark spirit influence, and they, too, lost their way and became increasingly disconnected from the divine. So in living their lives, they increasingly embraced a materialist view and let go of their spiritual practices and awareness, thinking it to be of lesser importance, and over the years viewing it as a cultural relic that was just a fantasy, and have not revised, revisited nor revived any connection with or interest in the divine realm. As with the Anunnaki, this is proving to be their undoing, as all three civilizations are heading towards oblivion eventually from all the karmic misdeeds they've carried out in becoming predators and manipulators of the underlings and other realms they easily dominate through their greater military and technological power. Each of these extraterrestrial civilizations have taken an interest in the earth, and that is what led in ancient times to yet another war, this time between the reptilians and the Arcturians over a right to be involved with the earth. At that point in time, the Anunnaki were less inclined to take them on with a direct war and negotiated an agreement to allow their presence in the current alliance. So all three races and the Arcturian greys, manufactured by the Arcturians, are serving the extraterrestrial alliance through differing roles they do best and make them a valuable member in riding herd over humanity and exploiting you for a variety of purposes. Boy, there's much more revealed here, Carl. This is really quite fascinating. Um, disquieting, but... Um but very, very informative, this idea that the Arcturians and the Reptilians are both, uh, well, they, we, we've heard before that these are recent additions in terms of civilizations. The Anunnaki are like five billion years old, their civilization, whereas the Arcturian civilization can be measured in just million, you know, millions well, of years it, instead of Well, we, they, it, it's more than that. Uh, the, the Reptilians are still a billion years old in their yeah. existence. And so they're about five times shorter live, uh, shorter in history right. in their existence and influence. And the Arcturians about five hundred million, right? About right. a half so a billion. But recent, it's still hugely longer than humans have been around. We're just oh, we're just barely out of the womb. You know, 100, exactly, yes. twenty-five thousand years in our modern human form. We had more primitive. You know, hominid species on the planet before that, but right. but as the modern divine human, only 125,000 years, and really technologically, we're probably a few hundred years along. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. I mean, think about 500 million year old civilizations and what they could do technologically and half. Right. They could right. do interstellar travel. But I think uh, I think all three 
civilizations um, have a concern about our capability. You know that that we 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 definitely demonstrate that in the extremely short amount of time we've been around that we can progress pretty rapidly if left alone. And so all three feel the need to manipulate us heavily for that reason. Uh, that's well, that's the divine back in the having up. some powerful consciousness. Yes. They don't realize what it is, is a partnership with creator, at least to some extent, by some of us. That's our ace in the hole. Yes, that's one we need to inculcate and further is what we need to do. You ask creator, how many worlds were directly involved or victimized and utterly conquered in the final push for galactic conquest? How many were fully destroyed? Right, creator says... Both many thousands of worlds were conquered, and many thousands more destroyed by the predations of the current members of the extraterrestrial alliance, singly or in collaboration. This has been a lengthy and quite sordid saga of depredation and depravity, with the darkening of these extraterrestrial races through corruption with evil, substituting and filling the void left by the spiritual disconnection of all races underwent over time. This has allowed evil to reign over the entirety of the galaxy within the physical realm it represents. There are beings currently in the higher dimensions who, in effect, have graduated from physical existence and enjoy a safe harbor for the time being because they are, in effect, sequestered energetically and more aligned with the divine realm, which also is off limits to all physical beings. These limits of physical existence, despite advanced technology, provide a containment for the physical beings so they can only influence one another but cannot traverse higher planes of existence. They can roam the physical dimensions and some interdimensional extensions of the physical realm, but this is quite limited and rigidly enforced by Creator to protect the rest of the universes, the universe from the forces of evil that reign within your galaxy. And we're told here once again that this problem is confined to this galaxy alone, and that it's to keep evil contained. And unfortunately, and we're in the fishbowl with the, yes, <laughs> with the sharks. <laughs> Most definitely. You know, I have to wonder. I imagine it's it's been an ongoing obsession of the Anunnaki to try to find a means to escape the galaxy. You know, once you've conquered the whole galaxy, you can travel from edge to edge. You've got to be thinking, there's got to be a way, you know. Uh, so I have to imagine that's an ongoing frustration for them. <laughs> well, everyone needs aspirations, so. I guess so. <laughs> you know, God so. forbid, they they make a breakout. <laughs> oh, but yes. Well, that's, that's not going to be allowed from what we hear. Uh, check us out at GetWisdom.com where you can learn a lot more fascinating things about our existence <laughs> than what we've shared with you here. Uh, we have a Get Wisdom <clears throat> Divine Database of, get, of, wis, of Deep Divine Wisdom. Uh, you can check that out at GetWisdom.com. And uh, with, there's thousands of questions in the database now, as well as answers that go along with them. Uh, on just about every topic you can imagine, we've been at this for almost four years now, Carl. <clears throat> I know. and we, we started out focused on healing. That was my focus and why I started this going. And... It's morphed a bit because in the process of trying to heal people's troubles, I found ETs are involved a fair amount of the time and what goes wrong with people and their health and their emotional well-being, their mental health. 
Yeah. So we got to reckon with this. It's real. It's here. And behind the DTs, the dark spirits, which is yep. the root cause of most of our trouble. So we definitely have to reckon with them as well. We can do that with the Lightworker Healing Protocol. Be sure to download uh, the ebook on the Lightworker Healing Protocol at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we're back with more galactic politics and history with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at creators' revelations on the history of galactic politics. I'm getting a bit of a history lesson. Uh, been quite a few revelations with this one, Carl, I must say. Well, it's not pleasant, but it's important to get it out on the table. Uh, ETs are here. It's being talked about now on the news a lot. The military has revealed that they know they exist. They don't know what it is, is what they're saying. But they, they've been releasing stories and videos, and these things have been visiting military installations, sometimes daily, Yep. For two years in a row and, and putting on displays above our warships and so on. And, and no one need, seems to know what to make of this. Well, we know it's the <laughs> Anunnaki and the extraterrestrial alliance, the reptilians, the Arcturians, and the little greys that we've been led to believe are friendly and they're not. No, no. And, you know, it's funny that they, they give us the snow job when – Anybody can who does even a, a, a tiny little bit of research can see that we've known an awful lot about the ETs for, for decades and even longer than that. So, But it's interesting that they are finally coming out and acknowledging that there's something weird going on because before they said it was swamp gas and there was nothing going on. So there's definitely a slow motion disclosure that's taking place, I think. Well, and it, it's not... A good thing, because we've been told when they come out of the closet, it will be to announce they're here to help, and they're going to dupe everyone to believe that's true, and, and that'll be the undoing. So we have to be on our guard and look to the divine. 
for Absolutely. counsel and assistance. Absolutely. You asked Creator, we learned from Creator that the Anunnaki civilization is nearly 5 billion years old. At what point in this time span did they acquire interstellar space travel ability? Did they develop it on their own, or were they assisted by other worlds? What was their divine alignment like when they first achieved this capability? Were they as depraved then as they are now? All right, Creator tells us, they were as disconnected then as they are now, but their karmic misdeeds were much more limited in number than have accrued subsequent to the development of interstellar travel capabilities. Prior to that point, their growing evil ways were inflicted on their own culture and nearby worlds within the star system of their planet, so the Anunnaki were limited by the physical environment, and that acted as a a break on the ability of evil to spread. But keep in mind, the degree of evil was a function of their longer-lived status. The fall from grace of the dark spirit meddlers, who were angelic beings that became corrupted by their own egos, wanting more for themselves and engineering a gradual and then accelerating decline in vibration and separation from divine alignment under the leadership of Lucifer, as described in the Bible, caused this widespread dissemination of evil beings in the lower astral plane, capable of attaching to and preying on living, physical, sentient beings. In addition to the Anunnaki, who they had corrupted fairly early along in their civilization. It was the Anunnaki who were first to adopt interstellar travel, but this was followed not long after by the reptilians and the Arcturians as well. So this was a divine orchestration to help level the playing field for those forces that had the potential at least of providing a positive counterpoint to the evil of the Anunnaki. That did not last very long because the predations of the dark spirit possession accelerated the disconnection of the other races as well from divine awareness and an appreciation of the divine and having a role in things central to making true progress with a soul journey that would truly advance these beings. All succumbed to the lure of technology and the power they had over the physical domain creating opportunities for them to indulge and amuse themselves much of the time with various ways of enslaving others or creating artificial intelligence-based robotic beings to do the housekeeping functions. And this hastened their corruption by removing many opportunities for learning important life lessons and having incentives to excel and to learn and grow in positive ways through having challenges to overcome that could build character and inner strength and capabilities. Once they reached a certain level of advanced technologically, advanced development technologically, their cultures became more stagnant and stale because they were focused on what would serve them in gaining power over others and ability to manipulate them more so than to elevate themselves and learn and grow in ways that would enhance their culture and advance them in service to the soul. That is a spiritual endeavor they lost sight of and has been forgotten. So there is much recurring sameness in all they do. They are basically repeating a similar cycle of predatory behavior, dominance, subjugation, and then annihilation as a way of life and a major purpose for being that is no substitute for divinity, but rather its opposite. 
on a march to depravity and dissolution as a species. You know, something just jumped out at me here, Carl. Um, the very one of the, the second paragraph it says it was the Anunnaki who were first to adopt interstellar travel, but was followed not long after by the reptilians and Arcturians as well. So that's a bit of a revelation that maybe the Anunnaki have actually not had interstellar travel for as long as they've been around. Maybe right. Maybe only one fifth of it or so. Yeah, yeah, a few hundred million years. Wow. Probably at the most, yeah. That is, that is, <laughs> I thought that's, it was much longer than that. That's interesting. Well, that's still a pretty long time. That's still a pretty long time. <laughs> Even a, a million years is a, a pretty lot, long time. And to you, go from, you know, making your first hyper jump, basically, to control the galaxy in a few million years, that's, uh, that just shows how fast things can spread once, once they get that kind of capability. So... Well, we're giving up on God right and left in our culture, and I don't know how we're going to get that back, you know, unless we really get going. People are getting disaffected, disenchanted, leaving religion behind and and embracing the secular view of things, which is really empty. Yeah. And it's no source of help when you have a large problem to deal with. Well, it's large and getting larger by the day. U.S. creator, <clears throat> does control of the galaxy mean the Alliance is running the show on other planets from behind the scenes the way they do on Earth, or are they more out in the open about their domination? Right, and creator tells us, historically, the Anunnaki have proceeded with their evil designs on other worlds through trickery, more so than brute force, particularly when there was any kind of ability on the part of a would-be victim civilization to defend itself. One of the consequences of spiritual disconnection in a highly distorted elevation of their own importance has been to create a race of cowards, because courage is an attribute of character and a divine one at that. So they will rarely take risks, but proceed by stealth and deception to disarm their opponents to infiltrate and influence indirectly by technological means, but also through psychic attacks and intrusion to manipulate their victims subliminally, if possible, to soften them up, make them vulnerable, and to disrupt their civilization and throw it into disarray as a softening up exercise. This will enable them to come in and establish a presence surreptitiously and gain a widening circle of influence and power until they eventually have an entire world in their control. Their ability to manipulate the psyche of other sentient beings gives them a way to have surrogates in positions of authority who will be loyal to them and not to their native culture. This infiltration is how they have gained power all along and enable them to spread their poison and make other worlds fall in line with minimal risk to their own well-being and survival. The other members of the Alliance use variations on this theme, with the reptilians being more willing to engage in battle directly, being more savage in nature, and this appeals to them greatly. So they enjoy taking risks, but only up to a point. They too are not eager to fight out in the open, having learned many ways to do it indirectly. Their ability as shapeshifters to become an imposter with an exact appearance, knowledge, and behavior of a member of another race of beings creates a perfect cover for them to infiltrate 
and begin to manipulate the powers that be in a world they wish to dominate. And this can enable a political takeover to pave the way for a more thorough imprisonment of the population or set it up for annihilation, as the case might be. So the extraterrestrials are old hands at this, all three races. And of course, the Arcturians have their robotic gray, uh, alien gray worker bees. They can be called on to launch an assault if that is of strategic value as they are expendable. And this makes them a formidable foe in their own right. This is what makes the extraterrestrial alliance so dangerous because the advanced capabilities of each race outmatch what humans can mount in the way of defenses, let alone an effective offense to oppose them. That is why you need divine help to counter their subjugation of you and work towards having them make a decision to withdraw from your world. That is the divine plan, and it is a good one, because you will lose in any kind of outright combat against them. Yeah, I think that is, or at least it should be evidently clear that that is indeed the case. And, you know, the, the people have a hard time accepting the fact that there's ETs at all. But if you look at, at all the collective information that's out there, you see that there's more than one kind of ET that we're dealing with. So this idea of an extraterrestrial alliance of multiple civilizations, the evidence backs it up. It makes sense. And indeed, if this thing exists, we're no match for it, people. Literally, prayer is our only hope. We have to, do the, we have, to have divine intervention or else we just don't have a chance. Well, and the bottom line in that connection is we are told humanity was created to solve this problem, just yes. like the ones who came before were created to counter the Anunnaki. We have been created to counter the Anunnaki and the reptilians and the Arcturians and their greys. So we've got to get moving. <laughs> it's no small task, Carl. <laughs> You ask, Creator, any worlds in this galaxy wishing to retain any kind of self-autonomy would have to either lay low and avoid drawing attention to themselves or make a deal with the Alliance and presumably have something of value to offer them in exchange for being left alone, relatively speaking. Can Creator share how many worlds are surviving this way? All right, Creator says, what you are describing is a way that there can be, in effect, a truce where a particular world might be allowed to have its autonomy in exchange for acceptance of the members of the dark extraterrestrial alliance and providing them with something of value to warrant being left alone in other respects. But this is presuming more a situation where it is a contest between rivals that are more equal in power and potential for causing harm. Among humans and human civilizations, it is often the present occupants of a territory who have the home ground advantage and makes it more difficult for an invading nation to overcome them. While that's happened more than once, there have been many more situations where there was a gradual approach and more of a cooperative interchange of cultural or commodity trading and so forth. Many times, of course, such beginnings did not last and there was an ultimate conquering of the new territory and a displacement of the indigenous peoples. Something akin to this has taken place throughout the Milky Way galaxy with the spread of the Anunnaki through interstellar travel. 
For one thing, they are slow to act because of their complacency and laziness through long-term self-indulgence and plush lifestyle obtained with little effort on their part. This has given many other worlds time to mount defenses, at least for a time. In the end, when the Anunnaki wish to conquer a world, they will do so. And if it seems to be too much trouble or there is a bit more ability to resist than healthy for them, the Anunnaki will destroy that world. This leaves a very bleak picture of existence for those civilizations within the Milky Way galaxy because all are a vestige of what they could be without this all-pervasive domination by these parties to evil who share the spoils and delight in the suffering of the worlds they conquer. Wow. You know, it just occurred to me that basically Creator is revealing here that uh, when the Anunnaki gained interstellar travel ability, they encountered a, a galaxy full of other technologically advanced civilizations that probably just hadn't quite reached that level of interstellar ability. And because that's the idea of being able to mount a defense, right? Um, so it's, you know, it's interesting that um, the galaxy is quite old, 14 billion years. So it makes sense that there have been a lot of civilizations out there that had some level of technological sophistication. Well, it clearly is no match for one that's far ahead. No, it's and, not. And, and that's really the reality, that, that they are so far ahead by virtue of their earlier, much earlier appearance. There's no way to catch up and equal them, you know, in terms of their own makeup and advantages, which is this technology and yes. their longevity. Right. So it, it, it's... It, it requires an enlightened approach that relies on the divine realm and steadfast faith yes. in the Almighty. That can conquer anything, and it can solve the problem here. Well, it's a big problem. Be sure to check us out again, GetWisdom.com, where you can uh, enlist a practitioner for Lightworker Healing Protocol uh, to bring healing for yourself or a loved one or anybody of your choice for that matter. You can check out the healing services that are available at GiveUsWisdom.com. There's a healing tab on the menu. Check it out and um, also learn the Blackbird Healing Protocol. We cannot beat that drum too loudly, Carl. The Blackbird Healing Protocol ebook can be gotten at GiveUsWisdom.com slash LHP and get our prayer book also. While you're at it, GiveUsWisdom.com slash prayer and we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. 
Our weekly webinars featured the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. It's the final segment, Carl. It's not the final solution. <laughs> okay. Final solution is the light healing protocol. We're going to talk about that some also. Uh, you asked, Creator, how much does the Alliance manage and control interstellar commerce? as opposed to simply plundering and taking what they want whenever they want it. Is dealing with the Alliance a lot like dealing with the Empire depicted in the Star Wars movies, where deals, quote-unquote, can be altered at the whim of the Alliance? I am altering the deal. Pray I do not alter it further, is a famous Darth Vader line. Can Creator comment? Creator says, That is a good model of the attitude and lack of ethics of the extraterrestrial Alliance membership. They are tactical, but they are savage and heartless in their dealings. They will always move to take advantage of another party. They might not move to use violence at the outset. It is more interesting to proceed cautiously but incrementally to size up their opponent, learn something about their culture and how they do things. This can have advantages for their own growth at times when there is novel awarenesses and knowledge of things from another civilization. But once they have harvested anything useful and, in effect, coerced and stolen anything of value, they have little interest in allowing it to exist. They might leave such a world alone for a time to recover and replenish stockpiles, only for the extraterrestrial alliance to return and plunder them again. So this creates a bleak existence of intermittent savagery and setback for many worlds who are sitting ducks and vulnerable to the predations of these advanced extraterrestrials and their evil intentions. Such worlds have little to look forward to but this treadmill of exploitation and suffering at the hands of their overseers. They are, in effect, a slave colony. That is true for your Earth as well, even though it is done clandestinely from behind the scenes. You are all slaves nonetheless and part of a grand manipulation to toy with you and to bleed you dry and eliminate you through a steady drumbeat of harsh manipulations. Because your world has been subjugated for so long, humans have little to offer other than their own flesh as meat to other worlds. The earth itself has been plundered already of minerals that are of value to the extraterrestrial alliance membership, primarily gold. Everything truly bad in the world can be traced to their doing, including the so-called natural disasters, even volcanoes and earthquakes. While those can happen, they are truly rare, unless the earth's mantle is disrupted through extraterrestrial technology. All the extremes of weather are due to modification by extraterrestrial technology. Hurricanes and tornadoes 
are solely a product of advanced extraterrestrial technologies and not natural weather at all. Any extreme causing great misfortune and death, whether from cold, heat, fire, rain, lightning, hail, wind, are all an extraterrestrial manipulation to whip things into a frenzy and make it much more sustained than would happen naturally. That is part one of the game. Part two is they will see to it that all of these adverse circumstances from the cultural worsening of your institutions, education, health care, and jurisprudence to the many microbial scourges that are really alien biowarfare attacks, it is all an intentional worsening of things to make fun of you, to delight in how it disrupts things, destroys your progress, and dashes hopes and dreams for a better life. This vast manipulation is the measure of their depravity in using their power for evil. Yeah, last, last couple of sentences uh, says it all. We're just a sport for them. They're, these are bored beings, you know, that they've been around for, you know, million, they have a millionaire lifespan. And, uh, and the only way that they can find uh, pleasure is in, you know, messing with us. That's a pretty sad state of affairs, Carl. Well, and it's an indictment of atheism because that's where it leads to total selfishness in the end. And we've been told this and we've had now the example of multiple civilizations of depraved beings who have gone down that path, worshiping technology over divinity and spiritual principles and growing selfish and then only having power and the ability to hurt others as a way to feel good about themselves and better than others as a salve to their ego because there's no other rewards for them. And, and, and they're I want to make unable to love. Absolutely, yes. And I'd like to make the point on atheism really quick because we've got a lot to cover. Is that if you imagine the trip from, you know, faith and a divine relationship, say is the New York and the depravity that's the result of atheism being Los Angeles. There's a lot of quote-unquote people that call themselves atheists that are good people and are kind and generous and humanitarian and the whole nine yards. I would argue these people have only traveled as far as maybe Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, the end outcome of atheism is, is this evil depravity, but you're a long way from there. But we're heading in that direction, and that's the disturbing thing, Carl. Well, it's the power of divinity that it's slow to be excluded and neglected and abandoned in its entirety because it is who we are. Yes. So it doesn't go without a little bit of a fight, you know, a little bit of a pushback, if only to help inspire and help remind us. And that's always ongoing. So people can remain altruistic for generations, but eventually there will be a decay. And it's already started. You can see it. And yeah. the lack of ethics and morality in the governments around the world. You know, we used to be believers in God pretty, pretty uniformly in various ways in the majority of the Earth's population. And, yeah. and as that has been eroded, it's gotten darker. And, and not just in the last thousand years or hundred years, literally in the last few decades it's happened, this degradation. So it's pretty alarming. U.S. creator... How big is the collective population of the extraterrestrial alliance? Billions? Hundreds of billions? Trillions? 
Are they able to exercise full centralized control at all times? Is communication instantaneous or subject to obstacles that could delay communication by hours to centuries? Creator says, collectively, the extraterrestrial alliance membership number is in the many billions. They have their original worlds and they have some captured worlds repopulated by their own race, which has extended the support platform for their expansion. But keep in mind, their own race, but keep in mind, unlimited growth and expansion is not a goal of theirs. Only power and control over others. But that includes members of their own kind as well. They do not want competition, even from within their own race. Their power is jealously guarded. They will work to undermine one another and sabotage their efforts. Even attempts to kill members of their own family and their own parents. This is what unbridled evil turns into in a loveless world when it is all about serving the self and doing anything and everything to preserve one's own existence. The only enjoyment and satisfaction is ensuring greater and greater survival potential and security from ruthlessly killing off the opposition and perhaps making them suffer interminably along the way as a further demonstration of one's own capabilities. Taking a perverse pleasure in the suffering of others, even an enemy, is a kind of depravity out of divine alignment. To such an extent, such beings will have a very difficult time returning to a more neutral give and take that is the hallmark of divine alignment, where things are in balance in service to the self without harm to others and vice versa. Well, we have a work hard for us, Carl, as, as a massive backlog of healing, especially amongst the perpetrators. Yeah, no end of opportunity here to uh, <laughs> do something for the greater good. Who knew? Who knew, right? That's I mean, we thought our problem was our politics, you know, and maybe, uh, you know, a criminal element that causes trouble around the edges and sometimes right in the heart of things. But but we got bigger trouble, unfortunately. <laughs> and it's those are kind of signposts of the manipulation going on, though, and it's, it's to lower us and make us vulnerable to our own foibles and our own limitations that are also manipulated to happen. They encourage the worst in us and suppress the best. Too good of a job of that. You ask, Creator, we know the Alliance uses wormholes to travel the extent of the galaxy. Are wormholes a natural feature of the galaxy that serves multiple functions or a true divine creation whose primary purpose is to enable space travel for intelligent species? All right, and Creator tells us everything within your galaxy is a divine creation. There is nothing that is natural that is not divine in origin. There is a kind of energetic network interconnecting the celestial bodies and the other energetic dimensions that are interrelated among the astral levels. So this network of energy has an uneven distribution that is an aspect of consciousness that is an oversight and governance and a kind of framework to organize it, providing a kind of foundational fabric onto which physical matter manifestation of the energy can be projected to form heavenly bodies discernible through your physical senses. The planets, the stars, and other bodies comprised of a denser energetic expression you call matter, but nonetheless having a coherence and a stability that is held together by consciousness 
to create a longer lived expression in a particular conformation quite distinct from and different from the quantum field of energy that is constantly varied and ever-changing. The wormholes provide a kind of energetic gateway for a type of transformation from one dimension to another. It is that property that conveniently allows interstellar travel because it is a way to bridge space and time for the convenience of translocation to make traversing huge distances a straightforward and rapid exercise. The advent of advanced technology of that sort has both good and bad potential, depending on how that capability is implemented. We have talked before about the purpose of existence and of life and the divine free will human experiment as a continuation and final chapter in the ongoing saga of your galaxy. And this experiment in free agency and free will that has turned dark and become a menace to the universe through the emerging dominance of evil. We cannot let it escape and contaminate the rest of existence. That is why it is important for you to fix this problem, to heal the interlopers enough to allow human survival, and to continue to expand and grow and spread your wisdom gained from all of this trial and tribulation at the hands of the interlopers. So you can assist the rest of the universe in going through a similar kind of evolution through experiencing greater free agency and free will of their own. To not make the same mistakes and be their teachers and mentors during that growth. So things expand in a positive way and can be self-correcting in the application of your hard-won wisdom to keep things in perspective and in good order in support of love and loving objectives, and not power for power's sake. Well, it's been a pretty uh, dark (laughs) series of channelings, but this last paragraph is exciting beyond belief, because Creator is saying this problem is solvable, and we could be the ones to solve it, and we have a fantastic future being ambassadors to the rest of the universe if we succeed in this challenge, Carl. Well, and the tools have been given to us, empowered prayer, Prayer done in the right way that can get results, not like how you've been taught necessarily, and the Lightworker Healing Protocol, because it addresses these very figures, the dark spirits, the extraterrestrials, the technologies they use to manipulate everything and us included, and that is the way forward. Divine support through healing with a purpose, with an intention, and an insightful request for exactly what is needed. That's yes. the piece that's been missing through all these millennia. We've, okay. we've suffered, we've, we've implored the divine for help, but in ignorance. Yes. That's what can change now and make all the difference. And the ignorance makes a difference because it's up to us to overcome our ignorance. Creator doesn't want to do that for us. And that's why it's only now that this is now a potential. Because free will experiments have, have failed in other universes. So this is an exciting time while it's also a, a dangerous one. But the, the rewards can be fantastic beyond belief. Learn the Lightwork Healing Protocol. Download our ebook, getwisdom.com slash LHP. Get the prayer book, getwisdom.com slash prayer for an empowered prayer. We're out of time, Carl. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. Be well. Thank 
you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 